Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, part two of the best masters of the past 15 years. If you missed part one, what's wrong with you? Give your head a shake. Give your head a shake, pal, is the recommendation I have for you. Actually, it's my second recommendation. Actually, no, it's my first. My second would be hit the description of this podcast or video and go check out part one if you want to watch it beforehand, you want to watch it after. I don't really care. Just watch them both. And if you want to get into a draw for... 20 DraftKings dollars. Smash the like button for the video. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Tell me your three favorite masters. Rank them from the past 15 years. You want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars? Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leave a five-star review. DraftKings handle. Something you like about the Pat Mayo Experience. And you're in that draw for 100 DK bucks. Jeff Feinberg, still here. Isn't Masters Week great? Masters Week is fantastic. The best. It's fun to talk about the Masters. Imagine if we had real masters to talk about. It hey, if things break, if th- things break right, we'll have two masters weeks this year. Did we? Ha- pardon my ignorance on this. Did we have salaries yet? No, it was too early. It was right? too early. Yeah, they probably then there would have had like crazy discrepancies still. Yeah, like they'd have gotten caught. We'd all have all been like gagging over like that amazing like seventy one hundred dollars. Yeah, whoever won the day, match, like, it was like Beauregard last year. Yeah. Like after he like died. Hatton would have been sixty eight hundred. People have been like. Uh, and then everyone would have taken it. It would have been yeah. terrible. Missed the cut or something like that. Anyway, do you feel good about part one? Yeah. I, I, great, great show. Happy to debate them. The ones that, like like you said, during part one, that like you visually remember Sunday, you kind of remember what you were doing, you know, sort of what was happening at the moment stick out. There were a couple, like the Zach Johnson one, I don't even remember being near a TV. So like completely over my head. Maybe they need to throw that one back on. Sure. During like Immelman also, like forgettable, forgettable, forgettable. Now we're getting to the good ones. All right. So we did the top or the bottom eight. So now we're going to do the top seven as a part of this show and help us with our aggregated rankings. I ranked it. Jeff ranked it. And so did Tim Undercust. Tim Undercust. It's not my name. But you did do the rankings. Well, I'm always doing ranks. Tim's number one, already launched already off the list. Lottery, like the lottery, is already, like, out of here. You can go back and hear the heated debate about 2010, the Masters. Apparently, it was the biggest sporting event of all time, Jeff. Of our lifetime. Of our lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's jump into this. Number seven on the list is a Tiger Woods victory. I had it at number eight. Jeff, you had it at number three. Tim, you had it at number 11. Tiger Woods defeats Chris DeMarco in the 2015 Masters. You had spoken uh, a little bit earlier, Tim, about the greatest shots in Masters history. The Pine Straw Phil shot is up there, but the Tiger chip in on 16, at least from this millennium, is probably the shot. Uh, Most famous, certainly not the most difficult and accomplished uh bubba shot's simply a better shot top to bottom and probably just as no, it's, not, it's not as famous the tiger wins the most famous the bubba shot out of the trees to win the masters was the best the best shot we've ever seen at augusta national but the tiger one's of course iconic i would even go in we'll get to this one because we it hasn't popped up on the list yet but bubba shot is amazing i agree bubba shot's a better shot than the tiger one the tiger one is the most 
iconic shot of the Masters. I mean, it was a it was in a commercial for like four straight years, a Nike commercial. But if we're actually talking about the best shot, Louis' shot on two that same bubby year for the Albatross might be the best shot. That was more luck than it was skill. Because they the, so, the, so what do you say? He's not designed. trying to put the ball in the hole. No, but the green is designed on two on Sunday for the ball to fit, uh, feed towards that back right pin. Uh, no one is trying to hit a massive banana hook sideways out of the trees and onto the green within a couple of feet in a playoff like they're different types of shots uh both fantastic shots but one just the degree of difficulty is much higher if it's so easy to make an albatross or a double eagle on number two why don't we see it more it's not easy but it's also more fluky it's like an unassisted triple play in baseball is the toughest thing to do but it's, it's also kind of, kind like of a hole in one yeah, but, yeah, whole, exactly. yeah but, but like a hole in one on 12 on Sunday with that pin placement is just an amazing shot. If you'd make it on 16, like three people around make it on 16. Okay, but the on green Sunday. on two is set up like the green on 16, where yeah. all the balls funnel towards the hole. Sure, but actually, I mean, we see hole in ones on 16 all the time because it is set up for that. The, the ball is not set up to go into the hole on number two from 280 yards away. No, but the green, the ball is designed to funnel towards, the green is designed to funnel towards that hole. Like, you're not really trying to say that Bubba Shot's not the best shot of your life at the Masters. You're really not trying to say that, are you? I mean, this Tiger shot, it's is very... Icon- more iconic, because, in part because of the, of the play call from Vern Lundquist that sort of makes it, right? It's not like his All parts of it make it. All parts of it make it. Even as Pat pointed out, you get the sort of iconic moment of the perfect Nike shot and the tiger fist pump and even Stevie mm-hmm. Williams there. Do you, do you know what's always forgotten about this? That after the chip in, tiger goes bogey bogey for the playoff. <laughs> well, so, that, so it goes into a playoff. I well, have this like, one. missed that putt on, on the pine straw shot. Yeah. Like, yeah, that can often happen. People forget the next thing. Yeah. I had this one ranked higher than anybody. Yes. Uh, I had it touching third place. Greatest, I don't know, Tiger, like, as you have in the notes, uh, tied the record for most consecutive birdies. It was a magical Saturday. It was a magical Sunday. Tiger won. Uh, for a player of Tiger's career, it might be the most iconic image of him post that chip in oh, shot. Oh, no, I, I would say the, the, the mu- U.S. Open. No, 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 no. The most iconic one is when he makes the, the mug shot. What was no, on? no, no. Well, the mug shot is pretty high on Where that do you list. Uh, I was going to say uh, him, like, Raising the roof like this in Phoenix when he oh. makes the hole in one. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the most awkward, the real awkward high five and a real weird raise the roof. And I don't know, maybe something about I might have been in like first year college here that April. I don't know. It's a good time in my life. This one got a very high, high rank. Like I went through the ceiling when that ball went in the hole. It's a jump out of your chair moment. And although, like, the Bubba, and you're right, the Bubba's probably the most difficult of the shots, but it's not even really the most memorable, like, coming to think of it. Like, and there's something about Tiger Tiger himself making this shot. Same, yeah, of course, it gets it's, more it's, points. It's the same as Phil making, because it's Phil making the shot. That I, Bubba, I agree. If Tiger I, hit I know, the I, Bubba shot, it would be exponentially more famous than the Bubba shot already is. Yeah. Totally agree. It's like Nicholas's putt is the most famous moment in Masters history, but it's because it's Jack Nicholas making that putt, right? It's the same thing. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, I, I, of course. I mean, a different 46-year-old could have won the Masters and it would be remembered. Or Jack Nicholas could have won it at 46 after not winning something for X amount of years. It's just worth more. Yep. Greatest Masters ever. That, w- that was your number one. That's That true. was my number one. Followed by my number one on this poll. Was gagged a, was a four-stroke lead? Yeah. Which also is part of why I have this one. Three-stroke lead going into the round, and then after the first hole, it was a four-stroke lead for Tiger. And then the bogey-bogey finish into the playoff. Like, it's such a memorable one. It's such such a weird anti-Tiger way of winning, Like, Tiger being the hero and then sort of falling off the, you know, sort of having this invincible moment. I mean, what would Tiger's live line be after that chip-in? Minus 20,000? And then we're in the playoff. Feel yeah. bad for Chris DeMarco. Great player. Never could. I mean, that was his moment, and he couldn't finish it. There are a few of them, but, you know, just like, uh, you, I guess you know me. I'll always find a way to hijack his name into any important show we do. But a lot of these guys, they're like Philip Rivers, like great career, but you should, there was always a Manning and Brady just I, there. I, I actually feel like you're selling Philip Rivers short on this one. Philip no, Rivers, no, I'm the not Chris DeMarco no, no, no. of football. I didn't mean that. I said there were a lot of guys. No, 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 no. no these no, guys no, are like no, no. Rex Grossman. They got a chance to win a Super Bowl by yeah, just luck. Yeah, no, I, I meant like there's just a whole era of great golfers that you just maybe got your chance. I mean, there was a Tiger. There was a like there was just two or three breaks the other way. And Zach Johnson is Chris DeMarco and Chris DeMarco is Zach Johnson. Of course. So, of course, next one on the list, number six in the rankings. Oh, we, we have a newer one popping up here. The 2017 Masters. This was a very enjoyable Sunday. And I, despite having money on Rose in this Masters, hedging out, making it 50-50 right down the middle. I think they were offering Sergio at plus 110 going into the playoff. Just hedged out all my money completely and then rooted for Sergio. I really wanted to see Sergio win this. And he did. Yeah. He had numerous shots, too, and that recovery on 13, coupled with Rose missing the short putt, was just like... In my lifetime of... And now, like, you know, there are some early ones, like Phil in 06, Tiger in 05. I, I don't even think I'm betting golf at that point, but I'm enjoying golf on, like, a major level. But sort of being in this I'm a hardcore golf guy bubble, that Sergio Parr, Sorry, how do I put this? For Sergio and Rose to have left that par five, par par, is maybe in my top five major championship moments in the last, like, ten years. I'm surprised Tim didn't proclaim it was Ova when Sergio dunked it over the tributary into the pine straw. I believe I did. Oh, (laughs) that's right. Of course you did. And, of course... I remember that most for Sergio missing the putt on 18. He would have had the thing one. Was it not 18 that he had the thing one? He missed the putt. I think they both had putts on 18. Yeah, it wasn't like a short. It wasn't a short putt, though. No, but he like lipped out or edged it or like whatever it was. I feel like even because they, how many playoff holes did they end up playing? Two or three? Yeah, because it was getting really dark. Two. Two? I don't think we got to three. It feels like he burned the edge on the first hole, too. I was adamantly having not no skin in the game. And my, my like, Rose hadn't become this annoying older guy trying to be cool yet either. That didn't really happen until, like, he became number one in the world. And then, like, Ricky Bobby does outfits. 
Um, but having won his major, I was like vehemently cheering for Sergio. Vehement. Like the same way I might find myself cheering for, I'll probably be cheering for Ricky Fowler more in this moment in like six years. So maybe, this, but this, I, I wanted Sergio to get it so bad. And Rose just missed this putt too. I want to say like, it was yeah, like I, I, want, yeah. Yeah. I certainly wanted Rose to win and Garcia not to win, but it is. What it is. <laughs> so it, it's interesting because go, do you remember what the, the second to last group was on Sunday? Well, I, know, I suspect that uh, Fowler was in it. Fowler was in it. Do you remember who his partner was that day? Speed. Speed. And this was Speed. Like, it looked like everyone was kind of convinced that Speed was just going to come back and win this because it was the year after he blew it. And it was like, oh, here we go. And he had and like a disastrous did, Sunday. And what did he do on 12? He, <laughs> he put it in the water again. He did. He didn't even finish inside the top 10. He came 11th that year. What he's always going to do. So every time he steps on the tee on Sunday, on 12, he's going to dunk it in the water? Nope, but he's going to think about it every time for the rest of his life. That's a very normal thing. That's a, no, I don't, even, I don't even agree with that. But I, I don't I think don't it's going to hurt I him. I don't dwell on like the overly negative things on my life. I tend to remember the positive you things. You have never experienced a moment like that. None of us have. You're, you're right, Tim. Personally, I've never experienced dunking, like losing the Masters on number 12. You are correct. Uh, I would say in the pantheon of, like, shitty things that can happen in your life, that's nowhere scratching the surface. And, uh, well, the fact that they show it all the time actually was a terrible moment. And then he did it again the next year. Yeah, he, 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 also, he also has won the Masters. So you have to remember yeah. that part of it, too. Yep, that's right. But those, I'm just, we're not so going to this, really this sounds like I'm you're no just, you are projecting yourself onto this, where you only remember the shitty things that happen in it, your life. That doesn't mean yeah. everyone does. We are biologically hardwired that way. It's not just me. This is science. Again, people are, are hardwired to remember their mistakes and their errors far more than their successes. That's true of every human being that has ever been born or ever will be born. Yeah, that just sounds I like you're can't a big weirdo. Stand that t- I, this guy puts me in a goddamn box to have to feel to defend. You've already, we Jordan already did this Spieth. on episode one. We don't need to do it. I'm again. not doing it again. But the same way Spieth hit the great shot on the part three after his insane incident at the open, like. To say like what just happened will affect part of not part of golf it. is erasing all this yeah. stuff from your memory. Yeah. These guys are good at it. I, I think Jordan Spieth is in play at the Masters for a long time. Also, imagine going through your life only remembering all the yeah. negative things that have happened. Not only that, sounds, that sounds real depressing. And, and to him. through all this stuff that Jordan has gone through in the last like year and a half on the golf course. I mean, you know, things get happen the week of tournaments. We see the books sort of, like, take a stand on certain guys, like sometimes encouraging money. The books had really yet to, like, do to Jordan Spieth what maybe, like, put a true number or anything close to it out there for the Masters. They're, they know what, what the Masters does. Yeah, but like, they, al- they also know that people are going to come to the Masters knowing that, oh, they're going to hang Jordan Spieth at 35 to 1. Oh, I'll take that. Like, if they hung it at 70, he, everyone would. And I get it. it. But and they're we, still going to get a ton of action and at 35. Listen, this would have been such a fun Masters to break down, Pat, because we would have, the very top of the board would have just, everybody would have put air in everyone's sails. You have Rory, you know, Rory contending every week. Brooks is major Godzilla. People will be shocked if he didn't win a major this yeah, year. Yeah, Brooks is playing poorly. Still lots of time. Uh, enough time to, like, figure it Sure, out. but if he had continued to play the way that he was playing, like, not well, like, 
fine. Like coming T45. Sure, but you still would have gotten the... Brooks still, I believe, takes blind money. Like, we'd have been at the point where guys that don't watch golf, Masters Week say, I'm betting Tiger Woods and Brooks would have taken their old Phil money. Or Spieth money. Yeah, at the like, Masters. oh, this guy's a major. I don't care. He only care. He doesn't care about Honda. He only cared about the major. Um, everything that would have happened with that, like, middle backpack of the, the odds board would have been so fun. So fun to break down. Who finished third, by the way, in the Sergio Rose? Charles What's Schwartzel. Sneaky, sneaky. He made every putt on Sunday. Sounds familiar. This is also the uh, DraftKings Millionaire Maker where Mike Leone came second because Kuchar made a hole-in-one on number 16. Oh, right. That's when cold takes went at me for no reason. Yeah, yeah. When you said there was no way a a hole-in-one could happen at the Masters. One of many. How close did Kuchar get? Uh, Kuchar was, he finished four back. But like what, seventh place? He was fourth. Oh, man. Yeah, so, but he was—he was never had a shot to win. I know, but and he, he made a hole in one on sixteen. There's a yeah. lot of sneaky coochers. Yeah, but they're all classic coocher. Like he wasn't in Sunday contention. paycheck. Yeah, he just rose up the leaderboard. Like, yeah, he had there was no pressure on him besides cashing a top ten paycheck. And this man. was, of course, the year that months later things really come to ruin for him. I think we're still a couple a little no, far we're, away we're, from that. There's still full masters to be played. 2017. That's the year of the the Open Championship that he. That oh, he, I, I thought you meant stiff in the caddy. No, no, no. I was thinking of the Open. <laughs> yes, uh, the I, the one time that at the Masters when he was in contention was that Bubba year with Spieth and Blixt and all those guys, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Got real close. He made a great chip in. Uh, I had money on him that year. Um, Saw a great, like, steel shot, uh, only because uh, Tim went back there, but I went there earlier, of, like, Spieth wasn't not nearly as good as, like, the still image of him, like, complaining to Greller at the 16 Masters on 12 fairway. So you could even call it fairway on a part From three. the drop zone? Yeah. Um, but his, like, putting his hands in his face and, like, bending his knees as he as that ball is airborne, going right of right on, I don't even know the whole number at the open, but the famous incident where Kucher had to eat lunch. I think it was on 13. And then he makes the great 14. bogey saving putt and then everything. Then he goes nuclear. Nuclear, nuclear. It's just a great shot. Frustrating because you know what happens. And I would have gotten paid in British pounds that day. Really? Yeah. I cashed out 33% of my bet. It would have been. pretty yeah. good. Because <laughs> I won those bets, like, so I don't know, one of our fall, like, on the, uh, you know, like, the exchanges that we can't access. Like Betfair? Yeah. yeah. And, like, people sometimes put out crazy numbers. See, we can say that one because it's not available anywhere yeah. that we can use. True. Uh, yeah. And I don't know whether you're betting against a guy. I don't understand how it works. How it works, but they still sometimes post the craziest numbers. As I, but going back to the one we are talking about, as I said on the last show, Sergio Rose, of our, like, era of doing golf, they are two of the greatest players, and it was great to see them well, battle. If we just kind of say, well, let's do this off the top of our heads here. Of the 2000s, who are the best players? Tiger and Phil, one and two. Okay, Rory. Rory, number three. I can get on board with that. Brooks is Kep- probably... Kepka's Kep- right there with Kep- Rory. I mean, the- can, can, you, can, can you put Brooks and Patty... Very close to each. Brooks has one more major, but Patty has three. And then, sure, and then, if we're counting and then you majors, have, but then v- you have a guy like VJ, who's talking major no. championships. No, I'm just talking about the best overall players. Because like Dustin, Dustin is the only guy to have like 
the wins consecutive. Get, get out of here with your fucking best and pal. Of that, the that, 2000s, he wouldn't be like he the 10th be. best player of the era? I'd probably have Sergio ahead of him. Sergio's been around. I would, I would have Dustin ahead. Sergio's been around 10 years longer. Sure, but then we want to give, if you can't project another 10 years of what. Yeah. We're not talking, this isn't the list from 2030. I'm just there's I would not rank Sergio ahead of Dustin, but maybe there's a no. I don't there. think any. But I don't again, think... we gotta go lower because you're right. Guys like VJ, you could even throw a Duval. Now Duval was like end of the '90s too. Okay. But Tiger Adam Scott get any love from you? What's that? Adam Scott get any Adam, love? I think Adam Scott's in that conversation. Like I said, Furyk? Furyk's in that conversation. Absolutely, Furyk's in the conversation. I think Rose is in the conversation. Just think of guys that just played in all the Ryder Cups. Be Sergio. I think he's played on every Ryder Cup team this millennium. Like like Mickelson, I think he's the only two. Yeah, so I so what are we trying to figure out? How many names we get to before it's Rose and Sergio? Yeah, like they're around top ten. Yeah. Like Dustin's in that category. But tends to blow it. Like Speed's ahead of Dustin. Uh, He's got three majors. He's a PGA championship away from a career grand slam. Like this, I'm not here to argue yeah, but, that. But, stuff. but you this can't just you can't just wait majors because no one would say. But that you Anne just Hel- wanted to put Buddy in here. Who? Patty? Yeah. Patty was really good. I know. It's not like Angel Cabrera. Fair, fair. You're right. You're right. He didn't just luck sack major. He was fit world player, world world class. Yeah, like he was one of the best players in the world for uh, like a four or five year stretch. Trying to think like who we're missing. Like who been the I guess the USA captain's been pretty old. Like a guy like Davis Love wouldn't belong in this because he'd been before that. Like someone like Fowler would be inside the top twenty. Sure. He might have the fewest amount of wins of anyone we'd put in the top. Sure, but I don't want to argue that. But he's been consistently Okay, so then where does Patrick Reed rank if you've got Fowler in the top twenty? Because he's got to be like five spots ahead. Patrick Reed would have to be he has what, like twelve wins in a major? I don't know about twelve. Did you see this, Patrick? Oh, my God. What a shark this guy is. You shouldn't be touching your face like that. He's gone after the European tour for full payout for the race to Dubai. I like it. Good. And he won a first ruling in court. What a shark. You know. What a shark. You know who uh, Bubba would have to be. It's goddamn March. Well, if they're going to cancel everything. He's, yeah, he's pretty much saying, give me my check. Ten million bucks or something. Do you think they uh, feel bad about making him an honorary lifetime member say, at this point? Shit gets awkward <laughs> now. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of total wins, Patrick Reed would rank very high yeah, on Bub- the list. Bubba has two majors and like 12 wins or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we're probably discounting to have not had said Bubba yet. And we're forgetting like Does Ells, Johnson Ells, Ells and Goosen. Ells the best. Goosen I mean, Ells won four majors. Ells is probably ahead of almost all of those guys. Yeah, Ells, Ells, Ells like did some of his 90s, 90s, too. Like, his peak golf is probably 90s. Well, he, he was like won, VJ won and Open. The 01 Open. The yeah. 01 U.S. Open. No, two like, U.S. Yeah, open. no, Ells would rank high. 12 Open. Ells would come in high. How high would, like, Jason Day come in? I'd say, I guess maybe Ricky wouldn't be top 20. He'd be like yeah. one. Sp- he'd be like one spot ahead of Ricky. He he had, should be. Jason yeah. Day had a really awesome 12 months. He had a 12 months where he's won as much as Ricky's won in his career. That's true. And in he won one year. And he's won before that. And he's won WGCs surrounding that. So you got to give it to Jason Day. A you guy, know, who, you know, a guy who won the show, Jason Day, I would say like maybe after Westwood, there are so many of these tournaments we talked about where I guess he's in the good ones that we haven't mentioned yet, where he like blew it. 
a few of these masters. Yeah, he was in a lot of the masters, then kind of dropped back a little bit. You know who he didn't mention? Who probably deserves discussion as being... Getting, Should I guess? Yeah. He's a current player who's very good. Justin Thomas? Yeah. yeah. Justin Thomas is... The, Quite awesome. It's it is startling if you sometimes just like look at the whole body of work, yeah. like on paper. You kind of it's all a blur together because we've been doing this in years and all kind of blurs. And he kind of came onto the scene right when we first started doing this, so he's been there the entire time we've been doing our show together. But over the past five years, he's probably the best player, and his, except for Brooks. And his ascension has felt far more like natural. It's sneaky because he has no personality. That you just don't remember anything that he's done. But my point being is like, I don't know. Like WGCs. He has a major. Like, he's been awesome. Listen, Spieth kind of changed the... Tiger's his own animal. But guys like Spieth and Rory changed the game from, like, an expectation standpoint. Like, every great young golfer now has to, like, do what they do. Or they're, they're not achieving enough yet. Or they get relegated. You know, I see it a lot with, like, quarterbacks. Like, Russell Wilson goes in the third round, has this insane success path, starts right away, and now your team drafts a quarterback in the third round. You expect so much more of him than you would have, say, like, eight years ago. Yes, I agree like, with that completely. It's so much more your instant expectation of what that guy could, should be now is so much different. Who do you think is the best, like, intercontinental champion golfer of the past? Who's the golf channel champion? Like, Brent Snedeker? Like, what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, like, that that's, exa- that's exactly the type of player that I'm like talking about. Like, in that Bill Haas range, Brent Snedeker. Ho- Charlie Hoffman. But like, all those guys, you could argue Snedeker, Haas have, should be higher than Fowler. I love Fowler, no? Uh, Fowler has the players. He's such cons- And, like, he had that, I mean, it's funny that I'm the one arguing for Ricky Fowler. But, like, he has... He finished inside the top five at all four majors in a calendar year. He has FedEx Cup wins. Like, he's, he's been on every Ryder Cup. He wasn't on the President's Cup team the last time around until after the fact. Yeah, no, okay. He's, been, but, like, he's but, been consistently one of the best players in the world. Okay, but. Like, would, you say, like prob- would you say that Gary Woodland has had a better tooth past 20 years than Ricky Fowler? No, would be the answer. No, but here's the thing. Guys like Brant Snedeker, and even this is why I think Fowler and Snedeker should be a lot closer. Even like a Bill Haas. Brant Snedeker could win five more tournaments. Like, I'll pick a number of how many more tournaments he could win in the rest of his career, which would be incredibly impressive. Your opinion of a guy like Brant Snedeker now can only change one way. Up. I mean, it's, it's by winning a major. Yeah. Same with, like, Matt Kuchar. Like, they are what they are. I forgot about Kuchar. Kuchar's definitely in this conversation. Of course. But, like, I'm just saying they are what they are historically. They can win, like, you know, heritages and travelers and a WGC here or there. Your they will only change their perspective of your long term view of them with the major. They are like locked like in. Like Westwood, sure, or Paul Casey. Westwood would be like higher because Westwood with a major would go, in my opinion, would go to a completely different space. Like Sergio did, and he deserves almost to be the best, highest ranked player on this list without a major, like ahead of Fowler. Uh, I would agree with that. He's currently the best player in the world without a major. But Tim, like Sergio was in that what Jeff is talking about until he won the Masters. Then he upped a level. It's like, oh, now he's amongst the better players of this past Phil, 20 Phil years. won what? How many majors? I mean, Ricky's not even... I'm not, Ricky never had the Phil skill without winning the majors, so it's unfair to say, like, maybe he could do what he did post-34 because he was never as good as Phil was, like, from 25 to 34. Yeah. I know he's not 34 yet, so it's hard to put that on him, but I still can, can hope. And I don't know... He was having a weird season, not a good one. 
we're getting close to maybe close to true Ricky numbers for this Masters. The one that won't happen. What was what were his odds? They were like finally trending to somewhere with a three in front of him. For a Masters, that's he has a he has a big history of not winning the Masters. You're right. So that sounds like a bad bet. And you're right. It was probably too short because again, there's so many great players in the world who were playing really well. I guess if we were to look at it, Tim, maybe you can be the arbiter on this one. Kuchar's had a much better 2000s than Bauer has, yeah. hasn't he? They've won. Oh. Their high point is when the I same. Tim, what did Tim talk? Oh, sorry. The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes, undebatably. Where do you think you would have Fowler? Top 30? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Here's the thing with Kuchar and, and Fowler is their high point is the same moment, and Kuchar's got more to supplement it. Mm-hmm. Their best win is both the players. And Kucher's got more, in my opinion, more else on the resume besides that peak moment. So, yeah, he's definitely higher. All right, next on the list. Where would Stenson go? Stenson? Ooh. Let's see. FedEx Cup champion, British Open champion. Continual Ryder Cup. Well, no, because he had his mo- he disappeared for a bit, but a player's champion. And then he got taken on that Ponzi scheme and lost all of his money. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. That's when he went away. Oh. And then he made all the money back. He had a he great the rebirth of, of career. Yeah, he went away and came back. I don't know, because he won a players as well. Yeah. Interesting. Pretty good. He'd be close to Adam Scott. Very close. Like they're very Very comparable. similar resumes. Scott might have a couple more worldwide sure. wins. And but... throw Day into that mix, too, because they both have a players, a major. Winning the FedEx Cup, it ain't nothing. It's a lot of money. No, but I'm not... Along, but like if we're looking at like what's the next best win for guys, yeah, you of have course. a major, you have a players, that's one, that's two. What's next? The FedEx Cup is a pretty good difference, and that's why sort of like Haas and Stenaker both have FedEx Cups. So is Billy Ho, doesn't he? Billy Horst, yeah, yeah, he won the two in a row. You're like him, him, and Chris, Chris Kirk, Kirk, Kirk won, swept the FedEx Cup, <laughs> and Furyk doesn't have a major. Furyk won the U.S. Open at uh. Olympia Fields. Olympia Fields. And then he lost to Webb, which still bothers me. And yeah, well, he, yeah. he didn't need to hit it in the tree at Olympic Club. He would have won the U.S. Open. Yeah. Webb Simpson's major players? Pretty but that's it. Yeah, but he went like six years without winning anything. But I guess yes. Stenson did the same thing. Yeah, but he still gets ahead of Ricky then. Yeah, he would. Yeah, Ricky's like, like 180. Yeah, Ricky's uh, 30 oh, might yeah. be... I, I mean, think a major is the is the price of getting into the top fifteen or twenty. I'm sorry. No, yeah, but like Duffner no. and Keegan, I'm not putting. Are you putting no, those would, guys ahead of Ricky? No, but I Duffner's would put a major champion. And yeah, I, but yeah, you probably would. Yeah, I would have Fowler ahead of both those guys. I would have Westwood ahead of both those guys. I agree. But I like, agree. Where, where does someone like Mike Weir rank on this list? He has like cool. he, he has a tour championship. He has a major. He has like nine wins or something like that in eh. the two thousands. That's that's not nothing. Sure, thirtieth, thirty first. Yeah. So then, part of me like to keep this going, uh, like Louis and and Charles. Like you're gonna put Ricky ahead of Louis? I might maybe. I I, I would. Ricky ahead of Charles? I mean, really, Louis is the king of coming second. Yeah, but so that's he's got you. everything. Ricky's got a lot of second places, and he's got a major with. I it, would though. say consistent golf. At bigger events, Ricky has just been better than Louis has. 
Like, Louis has a second in each of the majors, and he has a major. But, like, half the time, Louis is last place in tournaments. Someone is going to, like, we're probably forgetting something I'm sure that's embarrassing are. that we've omitted from this convo. But you, you'd be surprised how, do you, you'd be surprised how little I care. I, listen. You I, listen. But people will tweet at you, and you'll take it to heart. I'll be like, who is this fucking moron? Again, Mute. you're con- as consistent as they come. People, like, lose their, their shirt on the internet when people, like, bark at them. I say, like, you try reading your YouTube comments, pal. I, I just don't. Well, I know. You're great at it. <laughs> You act like people don't exist. That's a that's a yeah. In, in, there are people you on do, the fucking internet. I know, and for what you do, it's a very good skill. Yeah, you can't get rattled by people out there. When but, I first started, I, I read all that stuff, and they, it was the absolute worst. Okay, but guess what? The internet lets me live my own truth, and they tell me The Count of Monte Cristo is a great movie. Yeah, two people told you, like, two yeah. people told you that, so everyone agrees. Well, no one told me it sucked, other than you guys. I, we never said it sucked. We said it wasn't very good. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's get back to the list here. Coming in at number five on the list, Bubba Watson gets the green jacket over Louie, the 2012 Masters. Fourth on my list, eighth on Jeff's list, fourth on Tim's list. Jeez, why did I have that? You hated this tournament. This is a a great one. Great tournament. It's the shot. It's the Albatross too, right? Yep. Yep. And where was Louie? Help me in the playoff. Louis was like in a bit of trouble too, right? He wasn't like sitting fine. No, he skied the green. No, maybe that was was that Bubba. But you still felt he was in the better position because Bubba was. But then, like, but Bubba just made the shot. I was like, yeah. oh, I think Louis was not on the green and reg. I don't. Think. No, I, as I recall, he like skipped it over the green. No, his second shot was short of the green. Bubba's the one who flew the green, right? Yeah, uh, Bubba put it in the pine straw and then he put it in, uh, put it on the green there to make par. Did did he get did he I thought he had a putt from like just off the green because he put it just past the hole. Uh no, I don't think so. Maybe Either I'm way, lying too, he was the better position and he won the hole with par. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people forget Louis was two back going into the day, Bubba was three back. Peter Hansen was winning the Masters was with like Phil a, in second. It's like a Charlie Wee was in this one. Uh okay. Charlie Wee. Charlie uh Peter Hansen was like the rando Send guy. Send in the clowns? No. Uh, Bubba yeah, and well. Louie go to the playoff at minus 10. Hansen, Kucher. There's another Kucher just backdoor T3 at the Masters. Phil and Westwood all come in third. Two shots back at minus eight. Poulter is in seventh. And Harrington, Scott, and Rose are all T8. Phil takes a triple on the Thursday. If he doesn't do that, probably wins the Masters. Great. Other than that triple, he played the best golf all week, which is one of those annoying ones if you're a Phil fan. That again is he let the, he, he he screwed up. I mean, if Bubba hadn't bogeyed the first hole on Sunday, then he wouldn't have had to go to a playoff. Like, what are you talking Phil, about? Phil played out of his mind and took a triple. He just, if he doesn't take that triple, he wins it. There's no playoff. That's all. It's annoying. No one else had a triple on their on their card and even came close to that. It's just it's annoying. Uh yeah, Phil don't West, don't, 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 make, don't make a triple in the final round, Phil. Just the first round. He made he, it on the third round. He he made a triple bogey on the fourth hole of the final round as well. Yeah, there maybe, you go. Maybe stop making triple bogeys and you'll be fine. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, he and Westwood were the certainly the stories that people wanted, but didn't come down. But it's a great win for Bubba, though. Like, oh that, sure, that's such a. I know he ends up with the second one, but it's such a career changing moment for Bubba. 
And you can say that about a lot of things, but we talked about like Sergio going up a level, but Sergio was always going to be, he might be remembered as like a lovable loser throughout the course of his career, but people are still going to remember Sergio just for the longevity that he's had. He broke onto the scene when he was super young. Bubba's just weird. Yeah. And the fact that he has two majors is just kind of strange. And Sergio, yeah, like you said, his entire career is sort of catapulted in like name currency because he was a manufactured original rival of Tigers. And he was going to be a Hall of Famer either way with the amount of worldwide yeah. wins and that he had. Like you said, a very exuberant, like some young. You just, you got to meet these guys. Like, like you said, there are many comparisons as our career trajectory is very similar to like Fowler. Yeah. And this one has like uh, Tim had mentioned, like the, probably the hardest shot in the history of the masters it just has a real, like the Louis Albatross, the shot in the playoff. Like it has a lot of memorable moments. Yeah, it was a fantastic tournament. Fantastic. And, that, and that's why it comes in at number five on the list. Number four on the list, let's fast forward the next year. This is the one that Tim had ranked pretty lowly. Ninth for Tim for the 2013 Masters. Oh. Fourth for Jeff. I had it at number two. Yeah, I could have made a case should have arguably been higher. Four might not be high enough. This is a great one. One of uh, just a personal favorite from me. This is the one that Dave blew. They definitely blew this one, but just just the magic of a couple, um, like the three-prong incident of Scott hitting his putt on 18, which you think is going to win the Masters. It wasn't a short one. Then Cabrera, with his boy on the bag, comes in there, and he birdies 18, hits a great putt on 18, uh, when you think this, it's over for Scott, and then Scott hits that magical putt in the playoff, and day goes bogey bogey on 16 17 to fall from nine to seven and after i would say the tiger winning sort of moment of this year the the just that picture of adam scott it's iconic in the in the nighttime in the rain with the rain from behind is is before tiger air okay i guess there is this post adam scott blowing it against yeah, ernie Els it's too? the yeah, very net yeah, because well, no, then there would have been a pg Sorry, yeah. there would have been a PGA Championship, but this was uh, two majors after that. Yep. And he needed it in the worst way. Almost like you wish Dustin maybe got it sooner, but like... It'd yeah, been, but he, he, he avenged the U.S. Open by winning the U.S. Open the very next year. next year. Yes, so it did sort of feel like that. And there was no doubt, like Adam Scott's career, like no one who followed golf like had any doubt this was gonna happen. No, but he won the players in like 2003 or something like that. He was like 21 when he won the players, and this is a decade later he finally wins the Masters. People had been expecting this for a really long. It's sort of like Rory with the Masters now, yeah. except he has a he has four majors. And he had his own nothing to do with him, but uh, we know like how annoying per se like the Canadian media can be. So I assume it's always the same. Like, we always hear about, like, how insane it is for Hideki, and he has his own Japan, traveling yeah. army. At least Day was there, too, to kind of D Day was there, too, but, the but if Australia couldn't bring that home with all the Greg Norman scar tissue of the Masters, this was, like, a really big deal. I'd like to hear from some Aussies on that who were there at the time. I don't, I don't know. No, like, it, it was... I, a, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know, and, and when I, you know, got my homework assignment wrong and did my sending you all my Masters, or top 15 all-time, the Norman blowing it to Faldo is my very first Masters memory. Like, I vividly remember... Some yeah, DCs my dad, there. my uncle being there on the couch, but, yeah, this is... This, this is 
Yeah, if such it, a great Masters and so Ozzy wins. Ozzy comes in third. Ozzy comes in fourth. <laughs> Leishman came in fourth. I remember this one specifically because Tim talks about all the hype and we got into an argument about it the first time around about 2010. This was the first Masters where it really seemed like, oh, like Tiger's back. This is the year that he won Player of the Year, and this is also the year. <laughs> He hit the stupid shot on 15 that hit the pin and came back into the water. Then there was like that controversy. Yeah, right. And he should have been disqualified. <sighs> you were one of those annoying people the next day saying Tiger was like, should hey, DQ I know. himself. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I know how to read the rule book. And I literally didn't know, you, know by the rules, you should have been DQ'd. Imagine how upset people would have been at Tim on Twitter for having that take at the time. I'm still mad about it. But that's a very memorable thing about that Masters as well. Incredibly memorable. Because, I mean, you say, like, Phil makes a triple bogey in the first round. He should have won the year before with Bubba. Like, if that doesn't happen to Tiger, I think he's in the lead at that point. He was wearing Yeah, if it goes in, he could have won the thing. He could have won it if it went in. Charcoal, like, gray shirt with the neon yellow collar. Um, This one sticks out in my mind very vividly. And I should say a big L for this year is a little birdie had sent me some proprietary info a while ago on the major scripting for the Nike players for the Masters. Yeah. It's even more pathetic than Tim trying to get Tiger DQ'd from home. No, that we are missing some immaculate... I hope they relaunch this merch in just a different way. You need to sell it all to you. You'll buy them out. There is they some can, beautiful things. The winged wing foot gear is some of the nicest I've ever seen. Nike... I guess they have this perfectly trademarked like running logo that they hadn't used forever, which is like a sneaker with the winged foot. They they had some great stuff planned. And the, the stuff for Harding Park was like had a very um like sky and, and cloud theme. Sorry, I, I see your eyes. <laughs> You're like, this guy's a bigger loser than I thought. But just wait, just wait, just wait till just wait. I mean, you want to see me talk this thing. Just wait till the Chargers put that new jersey out in a couple weeks. That should be your lane, by the way. Like that can be your side, your side hustle. We we talk about the shows, we make the picks. You have your own segment. Maybe we'll get you a job with like CBS or something like that. And you can just you'll be the guy that they cut to and to like to break down all the outfits of the day. Listen, I mean, one of my favorite losing... moments is when Nike refused to allow Patrick Reed to wear red on Sunday. Do we know that they refused to allow him to wear red, or he chose not to? He requested it and was told, no, you wear pink because you're a Nike guy. Only Tiger gets an exemption. I loved it. And hold on, though. This has sort of changed how Reed does Sunday. Early in his career, all about Red Sundays. Like the Doral win, Red Sunday. I'm I'm a great player. Right the red Sundays. But now he's like a black knight. He's like playing that role. I think he goes black on black a, a lot now on the weekend. Certainly when he won the... Uh, Mexico. Mexico. So. Yeah. And put, put that soft shade of pink. That you have the I, the, I have the that shirt. one. That's one yeah. that he won the Masters in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the Adam Scott Masters 2013 comes in number four on this list. Number three on the list. There's only three remaining here. Do you want to guess what number three is? Well, because Tim probably ranked it so far back, I'm going to say 16 comes in at three. No, this is my doing. I was way off on this based on the consensus. Jeff, you had it at one. Tim had it at two. I had it at nine. It was last year's Masters. What's wrong with you? Second greatest Masters of all time, I think. No, After Jack in 86. I didn't like them monkeying with the format. That bothered me oh, a lot. 
I actually enjoyed that part of it. I mean, it was great that Tiger ended up winning. I was just maybe I have just severely underranked it. It just it seems so fresh in my memory that I thought I'd be overrating it if I had it really high. There's so Here's many the layers. I mean, Tiger didn't. Tiger really didn't win it as much as Molinari lost it. The thing that sticks out to me, honestly, from this Masters is the security guard taking out Tiger's knee. Sure. That's an that iconic. This is like a seven-layer cake here, Pat. That's why we're doing a show. I mean, you get the win. Just, just let me just ask you this question, which can help quantify your ranking of this. I mean, I, where do you rank this win? People would say is the greatest win of our like lifetime. Of like Tiger's career, it's not. That's, it's not. That's, that's not true. the greatest win of Tiger's career. Tiger won no, the U.S. No. Open by like twenty strokes. Exactly, his win at Pebble is the best win. Sorry, not like the win. best, most like dominant showing what he has, but hey, maybe was, the most memorable win of his career. Like for me, if no, I the most memorable win of Tiger career, Tiger's career is 08 in the playoff against Rocco gr- or ninety seven his first match. Sure, and I would say after like of all the Masters he's won, I would rank this number two. Of Tiger winning Masters after 97, like the Hello World, I'm going to rock your world from here until I decide not to. Again, I tried to base this a little bit differently, and I only tried to let my bias really creep in on one of them, and everyone knows which one that's going to be. But Tiger had this thing from what? Locked up from 13 on? No, it took two doubles no, from Molinari to lose this thing. In the, it, it, he had to double 12 and 15. 15. So and Dustin and Brooks sort of like nip in there. Yeah, but there was a lot. There was a run made by everyone, but then everyone just kept moving ahead. Like everyone, like remember when Cantlay was in the lead, he ended up coming like 11th. Now, but Brooks gets to 12 at 15, and all Brooks, Brooks had multiple opportunities just to make a single putt, and he forces a playoff. Uh, like Brooks could, as much as it was great for everyone to see Tiger win. Brooks should have won, and Molinari should have won. And Dustin uh, Dustin lipped Dustin out a putt to be won. in a playoff. Dustin lipped out a putt to be in a playoff. Like, that was great golf. Now, it was on at the wrong time of day, and it was on – they were playing in threesomes and going off both sides of the golf course, which is dumb and not the Masters. But the, the golf that we saw in and of itself, that was good golf. And, like, I didn't let my biases take over. I put this really highly. I'm not a Tiger fan. I would have been significantly happier if Kapka or Johnson – or Molinari won, but it is what it is. You've been happier if Tiger didn't win? Yes, I think it was. Uh, uh, yes, I didn't really wasn't pining to see Tiger Woods win again in the same way that I was happy when Tim the Red Sox was not to win World Series and I cheered for the Indians against the Cubs. And like, I like to see teams who never win continue not to win. If my teams can't win, I like when other people's teams don't win. Again, this just this get just doubles back down on your general misery as a human. General misery. Let's not forget at the lowest points when I would say both of us remained as as optimistic as anyone could have been. At you, Tigers, you, you even more than me. But just like this can be fine. This can be fine. Davis Love just won a Wyndham. Zach Johnson's winning the Open Championship. Like this can be fine if he can and just. Phil is winning tournaments. Yeah, like this can be fine. I always felt like even at the lowest of lows on the other side of me was Tim. He was always the most anti always. He'll never win again. Consistent in like jokes and like would, would mock anyone who, who, who even dispelled the notion of tiger being able to win a tournament again, let alone a major champion. So you're saying 
Tim is the reason Tiger won. Maybe, but I don't Reverse want it, I don't want it to be forgotten how anti Tiger Woods being able to accomplish anything, let alone winning a Masters, was for Tim. I enjoyed those years, so I don't regret it. I enjoyed what 14, years where he 15, wasn't playing. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Those were fun years. I don't regret them for a moment. Tiger won in 2018. He won a tournament yeah, in 2018. A 30-person tournament, which he won. He won the off. tour championship. That 30 people were in. Okay, <laughs> to me, like the Masters tournament was his is his actual first win, and of course, you know, he won it. He he just didn't make the mistakes down the stretch that everybody else did. Although he had a terrible tee shot on 18 and nearly gagged it away. It wouldn't be the first time he gagged away a major tournament, but uh, nevertheless, he held on when everyone else was sort of losing their cool around him. He was the one person who did. I'll, ta- amazing... I'll, ta- I'll take my L on the ranking in this one. I just didn't want to play the recency bias game. An amazing rewatch. Uh, when you get a chance to rewatch it, just isolate your eyes to Tiger Woods the entire time. It's yeah, not hard. He captivates the camera. He's on the, the TV a lot. But even when they're showing Molly and Finau, just like, ju- don't watch them. Look for the tiger in the background. And the, uh, give me the whole number, but that insane lag putt, like really late in the round. <sighs> no, that was on like hole six, wasn't it? Maybe then. I don't, I feel like there was one later, but there might have been an important one on six. That sounds familiar. Okay, so I'm just re re looking over my notes here. We didn't do number 11 on the list. Now, now that I look at this. So okay. from part one, I was wondering why part one was shorter than I thought it was. I was like, I remember talking about seven or eight tournaments. We didn't do number 11. And you had it at number five. I had it at number seven. And Tim had it at number 13. It was Patrick Reed winning the Masters. We just never talked about that one. It deserves to be in the second show, I guess. It just wasn't a, yeah, it just wasn't a fun uh... This wasn't a fun tournament. It was a great Sunday. Great tournament. Great Sunday. Spieth, Spieth. Spieth charged all the way back. Fowler made the run, and then Reed held on. That was a great one. Even an early memory from that day, which will go to Tim's point that Rory's only got one rival. I think, did Rory, like, birdie one and have, like, an eight-foot eagle putt on two? Like, and he hit almost as good of a shot as Louie. It didn't go in the hole. Like, he yeah. had an unconscious shot on two. And at that moment, I'm like, oh, my God. Rory's going to get this. Th-. Like, he would have been the live favorite without a doubt. Um, felt like it was his day. He was coming. He faded hard after that green. Like, hard. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm you're looking, never there if you can't get past the second hole. Looking at that leaderboard, Reed, Fowler, Spieth, Rom, four golfers I don't particularly like and don't cheer for. So, no wonder I have it right. So okay, fine. Tim, agree with me on this. That's, that's a great collection of talent, though, Insane. at the top of a major leader. Sure, player. I just don't like those golfers. Agree with me on this, Tim. And I say it a lot to Pat. And I don't know if you've been around or part of the shows that I've said it a lot. But as someone that likes Ricky and laments this one a lot, even though a guy I love won the tournament, 90% of the time you do what Ricky does on Sunday, the leader will like come back to you. So many yes. times, like, look at these leaders. Not that many of them are shooting under par on Sunday. So many times. So, oh, my God. Like, you know, he just caught the bat. I don't know. Reed wouldn't three-putt anything. Reed hit Listen, all the Phil had the second-best or third-best score in British Open history and didn't win when he lost to Stenson. This is one of those things that sucks, and you just have to accept and move on with. Got smoked by Stenson head-to-head. Stenson was unconscious that day. I still, you could find your shots anywhere. 
To me, it was on, uh, I guess, 13, the par 5, right? I don't know what you're talking about. At Augusta. Stenson? No, uh, we're going to the Masters. This oh. 18 Masters. See, we were just talking about the British Open, so now you're... I uh, know we're talking about Phil. Uh, whatever. Ricky, like, was in the pine straw, and he wanted to go uh, cross Ray's Creek. And I was yelling at him to lay up, and he went in the creek. He made par on that hole, though. I know, but it was just all how... I, I guess, like, he was scrambling from anywhere. You figure, go for it, right? Yeah. I'll make my par, but... I don't know. Saturday, I feel like he gave the stroke away. Cla- classic Ricky Saturdays, giving it away <coughs> on Saturday. But he was in the final group. No, he was. He was in the second to final group. Oh, you're right. And he did a great job in Reed on 18. He was in front of the green. It wasn't an easy up and down. And he, he had a, another great shot. What can you do? That would have been a fun playoff. Oh, baby. Number two on the list. I have as my number one. Jeff, you had it number seven. Tim had it as number three. I think this was by far the best Sunday in the Masters, probably of this millennium. 2011. Charles Wynn. There there was like six separate guys in the lead at different points during this day. And Charles just went YOLO on everyone. He had the birdie on one. He had the eagle chip in on three. And then he birdied the last four holes. Which is the most impressive accomplishment in Masters history. The birdie. 16, 17, 15, 16, 17, 18. Never done before, probably will never get done again. And you had, so on that day, Charles ends up winning. Day post, Scott post. This was Rory's meltdown. Um, oh, couldn't Luke, get him off TV Luke, fast. Luke Donald's in the mix. And then Tiger ties for the lead on eight with an eagle. Like, everyone is in this until Charles pulls away at the very end. Then no one can catch him. I wonder how CBS did that day. Like, I, in a world before DraftKings and... I would lineups guess pro- and wanting to see the shots. I mean, with, with Tiger basically in the lead, one hole away from the second nine, got to think it's pretty good. And just and Rory, who was a hot shot, and everybody knew about Rory McIlroy. Again, and to hit the ball where he did, like that's one of the moments in Masters history ingrained in my brain. And that's the moment from that tournament I will always remember is Rory crying and standing over so, by that cabin on 10, just completely beside himself. Who do you think, because you've proclaimed both players will never again, well, one has never won it. Who do you think is more likely to win a Masters from this point on, Spieth or Rory? I mean, for me, it's Rory, but... It's Rory. It's not close. Rory's a good player. The other guy isn't. There's a distinction here. Rory's the best player in the world when his game is on. I don't want to keep going back to this. Well, I just want to say, one of the fun things about that we haven't seen like when we talk about a lot of these masters and you look at the leaderboards on Sunday, Charles shot 66, Day shot 68, Scott shot 67, Donald shot 69, Ogilvy shot 67, Tiger shot 67. Like, guys went out to go win this one. And that's always way more fun. Almost to Tim's point from the first show. Both of your number one picks, I, once you two have made the case, and you obviously have to make a strong case, they're your number ones. Um, have made me realize I probably didn't give this one the rating it deserved just based on that last point of like, this wasn't the Immelman Sunday. No, it's not like this was like guys were shooting in their sixties and a bunch of them were doing it. And how does who wins when everyone's playing? Well, the guy that goes scorching home, and, and that was Charles. And the, I think the Rory thing plays a gigantic factor in this because he was winning by four strokes going into the final round. That it looked like it was over. 
And then all oh, of I a thought sudden, it was over. I was and, certain it was over. Well, I'm sure so that's did. why you hate Rory because you probably made a claim and Rory didn't come no, through on Rory. it. I don't hate Rory. I don't hate Rory. I don't know where that comes from. I do like Rory a lot. I've said that Rory's only rival in golf is Augusta National. I stand by that. The fun thing about this one, because Charles stalled. He made eagle with the chip in on three, and then he bogeyed number four. And then he didn't make another birdie until 15. So he was just stalled at minus 10. So he had caught up to Rory, basically, because Rory bogeyed one, and then Rory bogeyed four. And then he made birdie at seven, and then he made the triple on 11, and then he bogeyed again, then he made double, then he bogeyed 15 to kind of take himself out of it. But for a while, it was those two. But then because Charles stalled, and then Rory went away, everyone was back into it. And just watching the second nine, it was like, oh, my God, who's going to win this? I actually thought Tiger was going to win after the Eagle. Obviously, he did not. But that's my case for number one. Uh, That came in number two in our aggregated rankings, though, because number one, I had it at three. Jeff had it at number two. And Tim had it at number five. Danny Willett wins the Masters. 2016. And I think we could probably leave it there. Do we need to talk about this? Because the next show on the Pat Mayo Experience is going to be us re-watching. Starting at Spieth on number 10. It's a good place to start. It's the best place to start. Certainly, we're still, <clears throat> sorry, we're still like an hour and a half from seeing Willett on TV. Actually hit a shot, yeah. Now, he, he, he starts popping up uh, on screen right about that point. But it's, it's like Spieth coronation time. Because yeah. I believe he's just made four birdies in a row. And he has just won the last Masters, and he almost won the, year won before. the one before. Uh, yeah, a lot happening. And I remember that morning, like with my bets, I remember thinking if any one of my bets is going to get this done for me today, it was going to be Hideki. Because he might have been even closer than Willett. I, be- I believe Hideki, Dustin, and Willett were all tied going into the final round. I believe that's how it was. They were, they were all like, we're going to find out. No, they were not. Hideki was tied with Longer, who I was cheering for. Oh, of course. Right. You of were. course, Longer. Of course, you were cheering for Longer. Is that who he played with? Yeah, they were both at one under par. Then who was the other? There was someone else really good tied. DJ was there. DJ was tied with Willett. And Day. And Day, because Day, Day played. That, I think that broke really well. I guess we'll talk about it when we do the rewatch. That broke really well for Willett. I think at least was Willett got to play with Kelson. Where Little Soren Kelson. But Day got to play with Dustin. Like if Will Willett plays with Day or Dustin, I think it might turn out differently. But there was just no there was no pressure playing with Soren Kelson at all on Sunday. Just go out and have your round. Where cameras would like I, Do you even think they had cameras on him in the on the front nine? No. He's with Soren Kelson. And like, is he going to win? Like, why do we have to document this for a guy that's going to come in seventh place? And right? Here, here's the fun like, thing. Like, if you're the CBS producers and you're, like, just trying to... Yeah. They're not us. They don't, like, have our vibe. Like, we're, we're probably idiots. Blind Squirrel found it's not. But they're sitting there, like, planning the day. They're probably, like, that group can be axed. We won't need to worry about them at 4 o'clock. Especially because, like, Snedeker and Westwood were in the group after them, too. Uh, here's a trivia. Maybe you saw this because you looked at it, but... Do you remember who played with Jordan Spieth in the final round that year? Does anyone remember? Without, I can hear you clicking, Tim. Don't look it up. No, I don't remember. Jeff, do you remember? No. Smiley Kaufman. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, I just know Jordan was in the white pants, blue shirt, 
doing this. Yeah. I don't want to touch my face, but doing this. And uh, I know it was like a popular thing to do in quarantine, but it was like, name your like favorite golf picture of like your life. And for me, it was like pretty much Jordan telling Greller, like, I can't believe what's happening. It wasn't. Or, it's all happening. It, it wasn't Kutcher eating a sandwich in the middle of the No, fairway. that bothers me. That That's upsetting. That's an upsetting image. The only thing positive to come from that is I didn't have to sign a three-year contract with Skechers <laughs> that I put on myself. Oh. Uh-huh. I said, if Kutcher wins this Masters for all the money, I will sign a deal to exclusively only wear Skechers, even though it's not like they were going to send me any shoes. Although, you know, who the fuck's wearing Skechers golf shoes? Matt uh, Kutcher is. Matt, and there's, Russell there's, Knox. And Russell Knox. I think Russell Henley maybe too. No, there's another guy in that commercial, though. You are right. I don't know. Forget who it is. Anyway, we're going to do the rewatch of that. That's coming up next on the Pat Mayo Experience. So I would like to thank Jeff for being here. This was fun. Will it bogey-free Sunday? It's how you do the it. Masters. It's how you do it. I uh, can't say the same for speed. We're longer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what did the longer finish at plus six? I mean, yeah, it, it fit, plus seven. Yeah, Coffin had an even worse go. Do you think that if that's what do you think that's what really affected speed? It wasn't Tim proclaiming it was over. It was the fact that he got Smiley Kaufman. But they're like him. best friends. Yeah, so Kaufman, Kaufman started sucks. playing poorly at the same time that Speed started playing poorly. No, because no, once I don't think Kaufman has like made a cut since this tournament. No, no, I'm talking about that day. No, Kaufman birdied too, and then just went on like Kaufman went par birdie bogey bogey par par bogey par. Bogey, bogey, bogey. He was already in the bogey. He had already made three bogeys before Listen, making the turn. This might sound really corny, and if you're smiley, you probably think you got to do what's good for you at that moment and protect your like top five, even though he didn't. Like once your day is over and you're actually best friends with the guy who's like in the lead and collapsing, like you got to be caddy one and a half. Like if I'm out there and my best friend, like you're playing with me, kind of like, thing. Like I'm like gonna try to help you get there. If I'm, like, gone, like, if my tournament is over and you reading out his front nine, he was not really. Yeah, you could be like, Tim, all you're doing is thinking about the hole before where you made bogey, and it's the worst thing that's ever happened. I'm just saying, like, if, my, if I was out there with my best friend on Sunday at the Masters and I'm out, like, I am now trying to, like, push, help the caddy be part of the team. Which silly oh, as it sounds when you consider how much money is on every stroke. He ended up coming like 30-something. And he needs every stroke he got in career earnings at this point. He won a tournament on the PGA Tour. Yeah. He's still, well. And he was sponsored by like Natty Light for a while, wasn't it? I want to get (laughs) out of this show, but I got really bothered when I saw, um, because Justin Thomas wears like the Ralph Lauren polo collection stuff. He's always pretty handsomely dressed out there. And if you go to their, like, golf site for gear, the, the, like, cover picture people, the people that they got to do the photo shoot are Justin Thomas and Smiley Kaufman. And if you're, like, Billy Horschel, who is Billy Horschel? He's not great, but... He's better than Smiley. He's, he's always been better than Smiley Kaufman. And you see, like, they are still, like, calling Smiley to do, like... Well, that's probably a part of Justin Thomas's contract. Well, that's insane. He's like, he's my buddy. He's in the picture. That's... It's insane. It's insane. Anyway, I, you feel, I don't know, I don't know if you feel bad for him, but maybe you can give Speed some tips these days. Shots fired. I don't know. Speed looked pretty good giving that jacket to Willett in, in Butler Cabin, which might actually be the best image of that Masters. Oh, yeah, he looks sick. And then Danny spent like 18 months partying. Yeah. 
Sort of like Sergio. Sergio missed the cut in six yeah, straight yeah, yeah. majors. Did, did it right. Winning. Got married in it. Like, you show up at Wimbledon in it. Re- Reed showed up everywhere in his green jacket, too. Apparently, Tiger Sergio... Tiger did nothing. Yeah, but Tiger can, like, barely walk. Apparently, Sergio was, like, having it with him on the road. Like, he'd be at, like... Um, he should have just played, like, a round of the Byron Nelson in it. Like, Sergio would have been at the players. The players would have been after the majors at this point. Yeah. And he would have, like, gotten out of the shower and, like, just walked around the locker room, like, pants off... Just wearing his green jacket, buck naked. I like it. Like, that's the type of guy Sergio was. Jeff Feinberg. Follow him on Twitter. At GFeinberg17. Remember, you always need to follow to f- figure out when things are over and when things are not over. Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. That's not my name. You can follow me at the PME, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, getting that $100 draw by subscribing to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, leaving a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you enjoy about this show, and you're in that draw for 100 DK bucks to get in the draw for 20 DraftKings dollars. Smash the like, leave your DraftKings handle, and rank your top three masters. I think I'm taking a big L here on 2019. Kept it from being number one. That'll probably be number one on most people's list, but them's the breaks. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Family experience! Experience!